Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, it is Wednesday, August 5th, 2020. And yes, my friends, the Carolina Hurricanes have swept the New York Rangers and uh, are moving on to the NHL playoffs. Now, that wasn't the only hurricane. Hopefully, everybody was safe out there with uh, the hurricane going up the coast. I have a buddy who lives down in um, right near Oak Island here down in the, in the Carolinas, and he got hammered. Actually told me he was able to, uh, when the eye actually hit them yesterday, he said you, you could pr- practically go outside and light a match and just hold it there with no wind. He said it was one of the weirdest, just kind of creepiest things ever. And I mean, he's been through hurricanes and that, but he's never had the actual eye just go right over them as it kind of hit the hit the coast, which was kind of crazy. So hopefully, if you're listening to me and you did uh, experience a hurricane yesterday, hopefully everything went well. And if you're the New York Rangers, unfortunately, the hurricanes didn't go well for you because they completely swept you in the three games uh, of the five game series. But uh, let's jump into some of the news today, guys. And I think the biggest story of the day was definitely this news about Disney and their release of Mulan. So Mulan obviously was supposed to come out earlier this year. The pandemic kind of shut all that down with the theaters and everything closing. We've kind of been wondering, like, what are they going to do or what are these companies going to do with their films? I mean, a lot of companies have just said, hey, we're just not going to release them until things get back uh, to normal. So movies like Tenet, um, well, I guess Tenet's still kind of set, ready to come out. But uh, movies like Fast and the Furious are saying, hey, we're, we're just holding off until maybe next year, see how it goes. Well, Disney has said that Mulan is releasing later this year on September 4th, so only less than a month away, but the way they're doing it is in theaters that are open, but also through Disney Plus for a premium fee. So even if you have Disney Plus, you're not just going to be able to get Mulan. So number one, you have to have a subscription. But then also, they're going to charge you $29.99 to see the movie, and that's just a rental. It's not a purchase. So, I don't know. Take that for what it is. I mean, in the end, this is kind of the same thing like Trolls did. Trolls, you had it for 48 hours, I think, when you rented that movie. Um, I mean, I've even argued that, hey, you know, you, you take a family of four to the movies, you're going to probably end up spending more than that. Um, and here's what they had to say. Let's, let's talk about what they had to say first. They said, uh, we're announcing today that in most Disney Plus markets, including the U.S., Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and a number of countries in Western Europe, we will be offering Disney Plus subscribers the epic adventure of Mulan on Disney Plus on a premier access basis beginning September 4th. And this is coming from uh, Bob Chapik. He said the price, the price point will be $29.99 in the U.S., and will vary slightly in other countries. Simultaneously, we will be releasing the film theatrically in certain markets where we currently have no announced launch plans for Disney Plus and where theaters are open. We're looking at Mulan as a one-off, as opposed to saying there's some new business windowing model that we're looking at. So... They're basically saying this isn't going to be the norm moving forward, that we're just kind of doing this as a one-time shot. We want to get the movie out there. We just, you know, don't take this as this is going to be the new business model. I mean, I think ultimately it'll depend on how successful this is. Because if it is successful, I think we will be definitely looking at a new business model potentially uh, here. Because, you know, like I said, you know, taking a movie or a family to the movies, in the end, for me, with four people, we end up spending 40 to 50 bucks. Now, the litmus test for this was my wife. News broke. I said, hey, I went up and said, hey, you know, Mulan's coming out uh, on Disney Plus. And she was like, oh, that's great. And I'm like, well, but it's $30. Watch it. She was just like, what? That's ridiculous. You know, we pay our our monthly um, 
subscription fee for Disney Plus. You know, why are they doing that? And I said, well, you know, it's because in the movies, you know, you end up kind of spending that much. She's like, we don't spend that much. And I was like, well, we, we kind of do. You know, no, no, because we always go on Tuesdays. The $5 Tuesdays is 20 bucks, And, you know, we go get our candy. And, of course, you know, we sneak our candy in. And I'm like... Yeah, I, I guess, you know, but I think when you look at the overall of people that go, you know, in the end, most people aren't going on a Tuesday for the $5 deal that happens on a Tuesday. And ultimately, you know, you could have, hell, even five or six people. Like there's another family we know that are big Disney nuts. You know, technically we could have them over to watch this. And in the grand scheme of everything, we would still pay less than, you know, by spending that $30 than we would have going to see it at the theaters. I don't know. I think it's cool. I think it's neat. Now, you know, one question I do have is kind of what he's talking about in theaters. And early on here, I mentioned it's going to be in theaters. He says, we'll be releasing the film theatrically in certain markets where we currently have no announced launch plans for Disney Plus and where theaters are open. So what does that mean? Does that Because here in the U.S., uh, Disney Plus is here. So is it not coming to theaters at all? Here in the U.S., I mean, we know theaters are going to be open at that point. So, I mean, I would think that they would still put it there um, just to try to make any money they could and just to give people something to go see at the movies. Um, I don't know. That, that's a kind of a weird quote, so I don't know if that's been clarified yet. If you if you know, email me, theenthuselife at gmail.com or hit me on Twitter, at Mark Turk, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. I would love to know if you know the answer to that question. Um, but, you know, I think this is a good kind of happy medium where it still kind of appeases um, you know, the theaters that are open because, hey, 30 bucks is still 30 bucks. And in the end, if I felt safe going to the movies and I'm going to spend $30 to go see the movie, I'm going to go to the movies because that, that experience, especially a movie like Mulan, where you're going to have epic battle scenes, I'm not going to say that my basement with my, you know, 65 inch TV is going to be a terrible experience, but it's not going to be the same as going to the movies and actually getting that theatrical experience. So I think I would still want to get that, um, if I could. Uh, unfortunately, you know, in our situation, we're not going to the movies kind of regardless. Um, so in this case, we could still see it now. You know, personally, I really wanted to see Mulan, and I, I still do. I'm, I'm not saying that I don't, but I don't know if the $30 price tag is something for that movie right now that I'm going to be willing to spend, especially knowing in four or five months, it's probably just going to hit Disney Plus anyways. You know, like that. See, that's going to be kind of the weird thing about Disney Plus now is when you have these movies that come out and we know they're going to hit Disney Plus at some point, unless it's like a Star Wars movie or a Marvel movie for me personally, I can wait. Like, I don't need to go see them. You know, I don't need to run out to the theaters and see it. And, you know, we've we've gone and seen like Cinderella. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other live actions or Maleficent, my my daughter loves that. So we've gone really because of my daughter. Mulan is a movie that she's seen, but she's not over the moon about Mulan. So it's not like we need to rush to see that. Like she wants to see it. Even my son kind of wants to see it, but it's not like we're all going crazy to go see Mulan. So um, I don't know if we'll be spending 30 bucks. I think we'll probably be uh, just waiting until it hits Disney plus proper. Now, the new trailer came out for The Boys Season 2. If you have not seen The Boys, oh my goodness, this is uh, Amazon's adaptation of uh, Gareth Ennis and Derek Robertson's acclaimed comic book, of course, about this uh, very, very dark, very dark world in which uh, kind of the military-industrial complex has kind of taken over pop culture and heroes are, are all over and are they using their their superpowers for good or for bad? I don't want to spoil much about it, but if you haven't watched Season 1 of The Boys... 
definitely go watch it. It's just a very interesting take on superheroes. Well, the uh, trailer for season two has uh, launched, and it's it's set to come out uh, September fourth as well, which is kind of funny. So the same day that um, Mulan's coming out, this is going to be be dropping. But the interesting bit is on Amazon, they're putting it out as a three episode premiere on September fourth, followed up by weekly episodes every Friday. Now. They didn't do that with the first season, and Amazon hasn't really done that up to this point. All their shows, um, they've just done just kind of the big dump, the Netflix style. But I like that this may be just kind of showing that we're getting back to those weekly releases. Look, I know a lot of people like to binge watch their shows, but I've been an advocate for the the weekly release, the kind of slow trickle out of these episodes because it puts people in the conversation. It puts these things at the top where instead, you know, I hate it when, like if this released on Friday... I'd be waking up Saturday morning to people, you know, posting everything that happened on Twitter or, or you know, not being able to be a part of that conversation because the way I watch a lot of these shows, it does take some time and, um, you know, I, I like being able to watch that one episode, go to social media, have that conversation and kind of be a part of that like zeitgeist of all that. I like that. I think that's great. That water cooler mentality that, you know, everybody says. Um, I think is great. So I think putting it out as a three-episode premiere is cool. Gives people that do want to binge just a little bit, a little taste, and then slowly trickle it out. I hope this is what we're going to start seeing. I mean, obviously, Disney Plus, I think, really showed how um, successful a show could be like that with The Mandalorian. I mean, that really was the last uh, series, you know, to really do that. You know, you think we had uh, Tiger King, obviously, as a documentary, but we had that with Netflix kind of showed like, man, like it, it was cool, but like you had so many people over just over time, not being able to be a part of that conversation of that show. Now that show really didn't spoil anything. And I mean, I guess a documentary, I don't really have so many problems with. It's more of these kind of narrative fictional things where you have the, you know, those, those endings where there's that big death or whatever it is, that big shock at the end. Um, you know, I, I think it's great that they kind of do it that way. The Game of Thrones style, the Walking Dead style, the Lost, if you go back to Lost or, or even Sopranos, when I think back, that was the, the show that really did it for me first. I mean, you know, up to that point, we never really had uh, a long formatted drama like that that really, really engaged you. Sure, you had shows. I know people will say like Law and & Order and CSI. I mean, hell, even go back to the days of like Dallas, you know, way back in the uh, early 80s and that. And I know we had shows like that. But for me personally... It was Sopranos that really, um, you know, kind of had that that feeling of like, man, did you watch Sopranos last night? Holy crap. Like, that was just it. And so at that point, that's every show forward. That was really what I was looking for in a television show. And um, so I'm, I'm glad we're kind of getting back to that. I thought that was um, kind of good news coming out of that the, the model for the boys. Um, switching over to some video game news here. This... Um, just continues, continues to go on here. And, you know, obviously the big story the last couple of days has been the Marvel's Avengers exclusivity of Spider-Man on the PlayStation platform. Actually, if you didn't see it, I put up a new Enthusiast Life video asking, is Sony anti-gamer? Go check it out. It's over on the YouTube channel. You can find the link down in the show notes. Uh, but um, we got some more word coming from a blog post over uh, by Crystal Dynamics mentioning that uh, Spider-Man isn't the only exclusive thing coming to the PlayStation, that there is now even more headed that way. So I guess the game is going to have these community challenges, which are these events that are in the game where uh, Avengers players will work together to unlock rewards for everyone. There's going to be like monthly challenges uh, that are kind of available for everyone. And PlayStation players are going to have exclusive access to these, uh, access to 
community challenges that will unlock specific rewards for that console. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Now it says you'll have exclusive access to community challenges. So I don't know if it's going to be just community challenges in general or if it's going to be ones just exclusive to the PlayStation. I'm assuming that's what it is. I think these community challenges will be on all the platforms. Um, however, there will be exclusive ones on the PlayStation. Now, some of those things will that will come with it uh, will be like cosmetics. Uh, there's going to be, which include things like skins and even takedowns, emotes, and nameplates. There's going to be exclusive ones for the PlayStation as well as 30-day exclusive access to legendary outfits, legendary emotes, epic takedowns, and nameplates uh, for superheroes as they're released, including for the six launch heroes. Now, PlayStation Plus subscribers will also get a free cosmetic bundle for each superhero that is added post-launch so like hawkeye is an example of that or even spider-man all right again you know these exclusives we all understand why they do it it just seems like it's just really i don't know man it's really just kind of rubbing me the wrong way with some with this stuff i don't i don't know why and you know like in this case there's a 30-day exclusive access to legendary outfits, legendary emotes, epic takedowns and nameplates for the superheroes that are releasing at launch why 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 are the why is there 30 day I, can, I mean i almost i don't even want to say i can understand like the post launch because i you know whatever that is what it is i mean the 30 day see that the 30 day launch window is a thing that's been there before for consoles like you know call of duty's been doing it for years with the maps over on xbox or battlefield would do it things like that and i think if anything like the spider-man news if that's all it was was a 30 day access that I think players would be okay. Sure, it sucks, but you know what? Hey, business is business. But the fact that it's just straight up exclusive, like, please, please make Spider-Man a 30-day exclusive. Like, that is what we need. I think that's what's going to make people um, just happy in the situation. I don't know. And, and does, it, <laughs> does Sony care if their players are happy? I mean, I hope they are, but I'm sure Sony's more hap or happy if they make more money. I mean, right? Obviously, that's what it is. Uh, but, man, this this is just, it's crazy. It just keeps 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 digging itself into that hole i don't know and it's and like i said it's there's nothing new in this situation like there's nothing new this is this happens all the time but i don't know what it is about this game specifically that it just feels so different and maybe it's just because it's the avengers you know we all think that we should all have access to the avengers like that is everything right and we just don't and it's it's weird i don't know what it is about this situation that it's just it's odd um Let's see, Microsoft also announced that the Master Chief Collection is officially getting cross-play between the Xbox One and PC at some point, a little bit later on this year. Uh, along with that is going to become a custom game. Along with that is going to come a custom game browser, which is awesome. I love being able to go there and check out uh, all the custom games being played. There's going to be a PC file share, uh, per-game graphics and audio options, some mouse and keyboard support on the Xbox One, which is awesome, and some more. Now, of course, because they are getting... Um, the uh, crossplay. They said that when crossplay comes out, that's when the mouse and keyboard will be there. But it's funny, like Halo is one of those games that was built specifically with auto aim in mind. I mean, that's why it was so successful on the original Xbox. Bungie found a way to make a shooter work on the console, and that's why people just absolutely loved that game because you you it just played awesome. And so it's kind of funny, like playing on the PC, I've been playing with a controller and when you do, it puts in that auto aim or that, you know, aim assist, I guess, if you want to call it. And, you know, it, you're almost better at 
certain engagements or I feel like I actually almost have an advantage in certain engagements with the controller because the game is kind of directing you towards the head like it's it's just a weird thing so I'm going to be interested to see kind of players that play with with the controller and maybe just play shooters on the PC with a mouse and keyboard will they transition over to that mouse and keyboard um, on the PC I don't know you know it's, it's because it's not as much of a precision shooter you're not aiming down sights that often um, Halo is just kind of a different beast when it comes to mouse and keyboard. So I don't know. We'll see how all that goes. But uh, hey, either way, getting crossplay, I think that's great news. Because uh, already, I mean, when you play in the PC and you matchmake, there's a lot of people playing. So like matchmaking a couple of years ago in the Master Chief Collection on the Xbox was atrocious. Now part of that was they just had internal issues, but like it just didn't seem like there was a lot of people playing on the PC. Especially if you like, usually I set my filter for Halo Two. Halo 2 Anniversary, Halo 3, and Reach, like, immediately you find somebody. I'm not waiting really any more than 5 or 10 seconds. Like, it's great. Absolutely great. So, when you throw in crossplay, and you're going to be playing with people on console as well, I mean, the population, the player base, is just going to be huge for that. So, that's going to be awesome. Uh, finally, today, Microsoft did announce when the launch of xCloud is coming, and it is coming on September 15th to all Android devices. <clears throat> they said iOS will be coming a little bit later. We do know iOS is in beta, uh, but it won't be there day one. But it's going to be included in your Xbox uh, Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass Ultimate, which means you're paying 15 bucks a month, you will get the added cloud gaming access. Now, here's what they said. They said uh, you're going to get more than 100 games from the cloud. Uh, said it scales to millions of players around the world. And uh, they're also looking at extending its day one access to new titles from Xbox Game Studios to become part of Xbox Game Pass with xCloud. So, uh, you know, hopefully once they kind of get it all set up that you're going to have the ability to play those games for free. Now, there will be a free preview period uh, that has been running here for a while. Now, that is set to end on September 11th. So if you've been one of those people that's kind of been, you know, being able to take advantage of all those games up to this point. As of September 11th, you will be um, losing access to that. So you won't be having all those games. But, hey, I think it's great xCloud's getting out there. My experience with it has been pretty good. I got a uh, Kindle Fire HD 10 for Christmas. And um, that was actually, we, we just don't have Android devices. We're kind of more of an Apple family. And um, so I use that Kindle. I've been watching all my shows and all that, like on my lunch break and that. And um, I installed it on there and it runs great. I hooked, synced up my Xbox One controller to it. And I'm playing Halo Reach. Uh, I do notice a little bit of lag in the shooters, which is kind of understandable, but you know, when you think of some of these games that are going to be on here, um, there's definitely some games like, you know, I think of a game like Outer Worlds, let's say you can go in there, you can kind of pause, uh, you know, the combat and kind of that Fallout style, uh, games like that, I think would be great. Now, Destiny 2 is going to be a part of that, is included on Game Pass, um, so this will be a game you can just take it wherever you want. I mean, already that game is streaming with, uh, uh, Google Stadia and that, but you're going to be able to play it, not through Game Pass, so very cool. But all right, guys, well, that's going to do it for me today. Thank you, of course, here for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. Like I said, check out the video I put up over on YouTube if you're interested in uh, kind of getting my take. I mean, obviously, you guys heard it here on the podcast. But if you want more of my take on whether Halo is – or Halo as whether Sony is uh, gamer – anti-gamer, anti-consumer. You can check the video over there. And uh, don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at MarkTurk. That's M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. Of course, send me an email, theenthuselife at gmail.com. And of course, check out all the other content here at Game Insider at game-insider.com. Well, that's going to do it for me, everybody. Thank you here for tuning in as always. And until tomorrow, we'll catch you next time.